following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! And Garrett Gilbert taking a deep shot. Got a man open. Jump ball caught. McLaurin inside the 10. First and goal, Washington. Well, ironically, Garrett Gilbert was not the reason that Washington lost in Philadelphia on Tuesday night. Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast, everyone. 27-17, the final score. You're going to hear from Ron Rivera, Jonathan Allen, the aforementioned Garrett Gilbert, and more coming up in just a few minutes. So what does this do to the NFC playoff picture? Well, it ain't good for Washington, that's for sure. They're not out of it. There is still a path to the playoffs, but that path just got a lot narrower. Here's how it looks. As we go into week 16, the NFC wildcard picture looks like this. The Los Angeles Rams are the fifth seed at 10 and 5. The 49ers are the sixth seed at 8 and 6. And right now, Minnesota is in the seventh seed with a record of seven and seven. Philadelphia is also seven and seven, and New Orleans is seven and seven as well. Washington is six and eight. Means that this weekend's a must-win game for Washington. Uh, the Burgundy and Gold has to win out here, finish nine and eight, and then hope that the chalk holds and holds um, holds pretty well. For the rest of the way, New Orleans probably has the easiest road actually to the playoffs uh, because the Vikings have to play the Rams, who all of a sudden are playing for a division title as well. So uh, they've and they'll have you know they're chasing Arizona for the NFC West, assuming that the Rams beat Minnesota this weekend and. The 49ers have the Tennessee Titans. Titans, of course, are, you know, their playoff position is a little precarious as well uh, because they have Indianapolis right on their heels. But let's assume that since it's on the road for the 49ers that the Titans win, that sets up a situation where at least before uh the rest of the games are played, and I mean the New Orleans game, the Philly game, and then, of course, Washington. Philadelphia temporarily would be, before those three results come in, 7-7, seven and seven, technically in that seventh uh, seat. New Orleans has the Dolphins at home this weekend. You better really be pulling for the Dolphins to win a seventh straight game. Now, if that happens, it gets a little bit easier. You assume that the Eagles are going to beat the Giants. I mean, the Giants are just a mess. But it means Washington has to go to Dallas, and they've got to win. Now, if they do, and on a short week, that's a big if, it would get 
the playoff prospects would improve slightly. It would set up the final regular season weekend at FedEx Field between Washington and the Eagles as just a pivotal game, just a huge, huge matchup. Now, if Washington wins that game, they would go into the seventh seed, provided that Minnesota, uh, who Minnesota, who had already, we're assuming, lost to the Rams, no matter what they do, uh, that keeps Washington. Washington still maintains at eight and eight that spot. But if New Orleans wins and those two teams are tied at eight and eight, guess who has the tiebreaker? You got it, the Saints. The Saints have after the Dolphins, Carolina, and Atlanta. So basically, the easiest path for Washington here is they've got to win their last three. They have to win out and hope that the Saints lose two of their last three. That's pretty much the easiest and the only, the easiest way for them to get in. Now, San Francisco as well has got a couple of, uh, has, has got a tough schedule to close uh, coming down the stretch. Uh, they do have a game against the Texans week 17 at home, and that that's where you figure the 49ers are going to plant their flag. Um it is possible still for Washington to actually get in at eight and nine. Um, but again, that requires a huge amount of help from the teams in front of them to have that happen. Realistically, you can't expect it to. You really can't. So win out, hope you get some help, and Washington can still make the playoffs. But it is not going to be easy, that's for sure. Time for your exclusive locker room access with the Washington football team. Head coach Ron Rivera speaking with reporters earlier today. Said he is optimistic but doesn't know anything yet about the injuries to Landon Collins and William Jackson III. Same with Antonio Gibson. Gibson was gutting out another turf toe injury last night. Jackson and Collins are both going to have MRIs today. We'll have to see what happens. We'll know a lot more tomorrow when they get back on the practice field. Rivera also... Talked about the situation where, yeah, Washington needs to win out and then needs to get help in order to sneak back into the playoffs. And he says that the message to his team is let's go out there and fight like hell and see if we can get it done. No, I don't think there really is any other message. I mean, yesterday I talked to F and really you know, told the guys I appreciated the effort. I really did. Based on the situation, circumstances, we had all distractions you know, going to the game, I thought the guys, you know, made a game of it and, 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 and really fought. I mean, one point being 2017 was, was to me was a pretty darn good situation for us. Um, going into this game, I, I don't think much more needs to be said. As, as I said earlier, this is our opportunity. If, if you know, we have to win to, to give ourselves a chance. And Rivera was asked by Matt Paris of the Washington Times, you know, is that the best way forward, you know, getting into the playoffs? Well, which I know, you know, you, you say, oh, well, you know, after last year and talking about the maturity and everything earlier in the year. But, yeah, Rivera says this organization wants to go out and literally win every game and try and make it into the playoffs and make a run. And last night, Tuesday night, doesn't change anything. 
Uh, you know, the biggest thing, Matthew, is 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 you want to win and, and, and you want to get the playoffs because again, you know, and I really do believe all you need is a chance, you know, a big part of it too, though, is, is being healthy at the right time, getting players back at the right opportunity, not having, you know, a, a, a big distraction, um, being able to stay focused as you, as you trend towards something, you know, and, and we'll find out. I mean, we've got a short week, but you know what, that's interesting. What, what's important though is, is we take advantage of the opportunity to practice tomorrow and Friday and then our preparation on Saturday and Sunday and as, as we wait for the game Sunday evening and, and see what happens. I mean, but my goal every year is to win. My goal, in all honesty, and, and you guys may think I'm nuts for saying it, but my goal is to win every game. I, I want to be undefeated. I would love to be undefeated, but that's my goal. Um, and, and it's, you know, and, and because if you win them all, guess what that means? It means you won the championship. You won the Super Bowl. So that's the way I approach it. That's the way I'll always approach it. Uh, I'm not going to approach anything just saying, well, I hope we can finish this year with a winning record. No, I, I want to get into playoffs. I want to win into playoffs. I want to win it all. If I can win all 20 games, I'll win all 20 games. Okay. I, 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 that's just, that's my mentality. It's always been my mentality. It will always be my mentality. I hate to lose. And uh, so they're going to, they're going to go at it in Dallas this weekend. Rivera says it'll be every, it'll be all, all, all gas, no breaks Sunday night. All right, take a break. When we come back, we hear from some of the players, including Jonathan Allen, who never sugarcoats it for you. You're listening to the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Listen up, boys and girls. DraftKings.com has got an offer for you. Football fans, I know that we all love an action-packed high-scoring NFL game, both with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official Sports betting partner of the NFL. You're going to be a winner when a single point is scored. First time there is a safety, you are a winner. New customers just have to bet $1 on any team to score. They can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Now, Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You can still get in on the NFL action. Everybody can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score... You score with the promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for the details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. We were supposed to have a, a very rare uh, hockey football. Doubleheader is not the right word for it because the games were going to be played concurrently. Capitals and the Flyers were supposed to play in Philly last night, same time as the football team was taken on the Eagles, but the NHL canceled that game due to the COVID protocols of the Caps. The rest of the league uh, has also seen some games shut down. NHL started their Christmas break a little early, so no games until next week. And uh, the NHL also announced yesterday in conjunction, in conjunction with the Players Association that teams will not, players will not be going to the Winter Olympics. They're going to use that break instead 
to make up games that have been canceled. That, I think, is going to be really good news for the Caps, who were going to have a lot of their veteran corps overseas in China playing in the Olympics. So if everything stays as it does, Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Lars Eller, TJ Oshie, et cetera, et cetera, will not be playing in the Olympics because no NHLers will be. And as we talked with NBC Sports Watch, it's J.J. Reagan the other day. Uh, I think that's a very, very good thing that Evgeny Kuznetsov, just for so many reasons, uh, doesn't go to China during the season amidst this global pandemic. All right, let's get back into it. Uh, going to the locker room, John Allen, last night after the game. The thing you got to love about Jonathan Allen, he's not going to sugarcoat it. He's also not going to give you any bromides. He is going to tell it like it is. And the way it was last night, according to John Allen, is that the defense, specifically the defensive line, stunk. I mean, that's an excuse. That's what we're not going to do today, make excuses. They, I mean, they just play better than us. And really not much else to say. <laughs> I mean, what weren't they doing? At the end of the day, I got to play better. If I play better, I give our team a better chance to win. If the defensive line plays better, we give our team a better chance to win. The D-line, this game's on the D-line. That's what I love about Jonathan Allen. Uh, it's Again, he tells it to you exactly like it is. That's that's a leader right there. He also said COVID is not going to be an excuse for the way last night went. We're not going to do that. We're not going to blame COVID for what happened today. Defensive line play bad. I play bad. I'm going to be better next week. You get, catching a theme there with John uh, that defensive line didn't play well. At least it, that is his opinion. Uh, and unfortunately, you got to say that they didn't. The supposed strength of this team gave up 238 yards to the Eagles on the ground. Granted, Philadelphia is an extremely good rushing team, but in a game like this, if you're going to win, that was that was going to be the deal. Was that you were going to get you know the defense specifically the defensive line was going to shut down the Eagles' rushing attack. You're going to make Jalen Hurts beat you through the air. Hurts did throw a couple of good passes. I actually thought. You know, up until the second half, I thought the defense played fairly well. Um, and two of uh, that, two of Hertz's, well, no, one of Hertz's, uh, the, the Hertz touchdown pass, I thought was really, really good coverage in the defensive backfield. Um, and there was just, you know, nothing that you could do about it. It, it just, uh, and the long pass to Dallas Goddard, uh, the Jeremy Reeves, I thought ball hawked pretty well. Goddard just went up and took it from him. I was not unhappy with that at all. Uh, One more from Allen saying that uh, as far as uh, Sunday goes, he says the defense will, in fact, be ready for it. I mean, it might not be our fault. It's our responsibility. I mean, at the end of the day, we can say if we would have had all our guys, we would have played better. But at the end of the day, no one gives a damn. It is what it is. We got to play better. I got to play better. We will play better Sunday. There you have it. I mean, what else do you say? I love Jonathan Allen. Absolutely love him. Garrett Gilbert, the replacement quarterback. Signed on Friday. If you watched the game last night, was not Garrett Gilbert's fault. He played well enough, given the circumstances, to give the team a chance to win. And again, as poorly as the defense played, this was a three-point game with about 10 minutes left in, in, in the game, in the fourth quarter. Uh, but at that point, the defense was just too gashed and, and couldn't make a stop. But we asked Gilbert um, what it was like getting ready for this. I mean, literally less than a week ago, he's in Dallas on the practice squad, and then Tuesday night is starting for Washington. Obviously, you know, a little bit of a whirlwind. Um, 
less than ideal circumstances for uh, all the guys in there. Um, but, you know, I was, as far as speaking for the offense, I was really proud of the way everyone fought tonight. Um, you know, I, I certainly, uh, you know, didn't get the result we wanted. And uh, obviously that's, you know, tough as, uh, um, you know, everyone's important this time of year. Um, but I was really proud of uh, our group uh, for, for fighting through everything that we've, that we, you know, faced this week and giving ourselves, um, giving ourselves a chance. You know, we, we did a great job communicating on the field. I, you know, most of, most of the guys I met less than 72 hours ago, and there was some, you know, there was a good level of comfort and communication in the huddle. And, um, and, and that's a testament to, to the way all those guys prepared and, um, took on a little bit extra this week in terms of, uh, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, their, their role in the game plan and understanding that, you know, things aren't going to be perfect. So, so I think you noticed, you probably noticed last night, you didn't see a lot of balls thrown high or behind receivers. He hung in the pocket pretty well as well. Um, he had the pocket presence, and you could probably attribute this to Rust, was not what you, you know, would hope from, a, a, you know, a regular starting quarterback. But he's got a good arm, delivered a good ball, and, you know, played fairly well. Again, especially given the circumstances. And he said, yeah, getting ready for the game and all these new teammates was a chance. I'll be honest. Yeah, it was tough. Um Having to have the masks back on is tough to uh, tough to see anyone's face, um, to be honest with you, um, and and you know put put faces with names. So, um, not uh, again, not, not ideal, but it is what it is. It, it's you know there's there's nothing we can do about that. Um, and uh, again, just a testament to to really all those guys in there um, for 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 you know fighting it out and um, and giving us a chance. Um, I mean, you know, essentially, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, came in Friday, had a normal practice and then obviously, you know, the game got postponed after practice on Friday. So we sort of had another, a couple extra days there and, and I felt comfortable with our plan. Now, obviously Gilbert doesn't know whether he's even going to be on the roster come Sunday. Ron Rivera said uh, this afternoon, uh, right at the end of his press conference, that they're waiting on some results uh, from some guys, uh, but that uh, a bunch of the guys that are in protocol are trending in the right direction, and that includes at least one of the quarterbacks. But Gilbert says he was impressed with his new teammates. Um, I mean, you know, having been in this division last year, um, when you know, when uh, when I when I came, went to Dallas. Um, it's a hard-nosed football team that you know does things the right way, and I, you know I've played for Coach Rivera, I've played for for Scott, and I've actually played for Coach Del Rio, and you know so I, I, I had a I had a good uh, feeling about the type of guys that were going to be in this locker room, um, and and uh, and so you know I was walking into a group that I knew was going to you know that wasn't going to make any excuses about you know the the. The, the week that they had had before I got there and uh, and you know that was going to be ready to go play a game and go and go fight and he's um, he's not the only one uh, that was impressed Terry McLaurin who caught a 47 yard pass from him was impressed with the way that Gilbert played I got nothing but respect for Garrett um, 
for a guy to come from another practice squad to come to a team, you don't know anybody. Sure, you maybe be in the offense, but to come here midweek and to be expected to not only start at quarterback, but to help us try to, you know, get into the playoffs. Um, you know, there's nothing but respect for him. Um, the way he came in, his energy, we felt that when he got here. Um, he, he picked up the things that we were doing in, uh, for this, for this um, game plan really quickly. He was, he was good at communicating in the huddle. So it was, it was, a, it was challenging for all of us, but, uh, you know, he did his job and, um, you know, he, he put it all out there. So um, I definitely got a lot of respect for, for Garrett. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough when you, uh, you know, obviously you have a quarterback who have, you haven't played with come in midweek and, um, you know, you got to try to get that timing down, especially we couldn't be in the building as much with the COVID and, um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we still have opportunities to win the game, um, you know, while we could have respect for what went on and um, everybody, you know, handled it the best way they could, we still just didn't get the job done. But um, I think, um, Considering all the things that he had on his plate, I, I feel like he did a good job of, of managing um, what he was expected to do uh, today. And the reality of the situation is what it is at 6-8. and eight, It ain't a must-win against Dallas, but it's about as close as you can get to being one. Win, and the path gets a little easier. Lose, it's not impossible, but it sure as hell is improbable. All right, Mick and the Clock on the Wall say we got to get on out of here. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. We will talk to you after the Dallas game. Don't forget to go subscribe to the podcast. You can do it via the Hockey Podcast Network website. And as always, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, wear white.